When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome to the Sports Huddle. Interesting first hour, interesting second hour. Joining us on the John Schuster, John Caldwell Banker hotline, the one and only Rich Gannon, nice enough to give us some football inside and beyond. And, uh... Rich, I was just curious, thinking about this. Now, you know, training everybody shuts down NFL teams, and, and training camp starts whenever it starts, July twenty third or twenty fourth, and they report and all that stuff. If you're a quarterback, high level quarterback, what do you do between the last mini camp and training camp to make sure you're game ready? Is there a lot that goes into it? A little that goes into it? How do you go about preparing when when you're not officially at a camp? Mike, that's a great question, and the guy next to you would know as well. Just in terms of as a, as a player, you know, we have a, this span. I think it's too long, quite frankly. It's, it's six weeks. In some cases, it's seven weeks. It's a lot of time off. A lot of the big guys sometimes come back, and you know, they gain weight. You know, it's, it's the big guys can put on a lot of weight. The big guys get big, yeah. They get big. But in, in terms of in terms of a quarterback, it's really important that you, know, you come out of that last mini camp in in June. And you really come back in your in the best shape possible at training camp, and and that means your 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 arm strength. And I think, you know, we make the mistake sometimes, and I made this mistake as a young quarterback. You know, you'd, you'd get away from it, and then you'd come back, and you haven't done enough repetitions, you haven't done enough throwing, and then you go into the training camp situation where you're throwing twice a day, and you get a sore arm. So I, as I got older in my career, and I became uh, a bit more knowledgeable. I began to make sure that my workouts uh, reflected that. So I'd throw in the morning for a little bit. I'd get my lifting and running in. Then I'd come back around 4 o'clock in the afternoon and get another throwing session in. And it would not necessarily be an hour, but even 35 or 40 minutes of good throwing. Uh, and so that's, you know, you, you really want to make sure that you come into training camp and you are ready to go. And the training camp is no longer a time to get in shape. It's a time to really uh, continue uh, that build up to the regular season. Rich, sticking with the quarterbacks, by the way, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. But uh, sticking with the quarterbacks and being a MVP of the entire NFL, man, just think about that, Maxie. <laughs> I mean, this guy's special. But um, you, you just talked about the confidence and, and some of the things that go into it. Uh, you know, what what's going on these days, do you think, in Cleveland? What is the mindset of a guy like hmm. Baker Mayfield given the off season that he's had to face, whether it's, you know, signing of a different quarterback, you know, and huge money and all the different things that Baker's having to face and will he be playing and all the rest of it and where, and all those questions that we don't have answers to really still, but what's that like for Cleveland right now? What's that like for Baker Mayfield? You know, it's interesting, P. I, I was doing some research as I get ready for the regular season, and I look, I think there's 17 teams. Now, think about that. That's more than half of the teams in the NFL, 17 teams 
that will begin the 2022 season either with a new quarterback or a second-year quarterback. Now, think about that. I mean, you know, that's a lot of turnover. I mean, you you got situations in in Seattle where obviously they moved on from Russell Wilson. So you've got mm-hmm. Geno Smith and Drew Locke. You've got, you know, Russell Wilson going to Denver. You know, you've got a situation – um, you know, in in, uh, uh, in in the West, NFC West, where you got obviously we talk about Seattle, San Francisco is going to have a new quarterback this year, Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look in the uh, NFC South, Atlanta's got a new quarterback with Marcus Mariota. The Carolina Panthers most likely will have a new starting quarterback. Um, you know, Washington Commanders have a new quarterback in Carson Wentz. Um, you know, th- there's so much turnover at that position again in Cleveland. It was supposed to be mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson. Most likely, he he's not going to be uh, available to begin the season. And that's a, a totally different conversation. But what happened with Baker Mayfield? Things didn't end well in Cleveland. I think there was certainly some issues between he and Kevin Stefanski. I think be, between the offensive coordinator, uh, the fact that he wasn't healthy last year, uh, he came off the, at a, and the Browns came off of an impressive 11 win season the year before and made the playoffs and actually won a playoff game for the first time. And, a long time and I think the expectations were high I think he underperformed and I think the fact that the, the Browns really made a decision to move on from him uh, and then to complicate matters he had the, he had the shoulder surgery uh, along with Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco and so it made it very difficult for both those teams to move those players prior to the draft right after the draft and mm-hmm. now, and not only that, but when you look at the salary cap and how much he's he's supposed to make this year, there's teams that are reluctant to do that. Now, Carolina Panthers are one team, in my opinion, that still are not happy with their current quarterback situation. They paid a lot of money last year and really uh, gave up a lot to get, uh, you know, Sam Darnold, and that didn't work out. And they drafted Matt Corral uh, in the third round, but I still feel like the, co- the the head coach there, Matt Rule, they've got to win, or they they. He's going to be fired. So they mm-hmm. may be in play for Baker Mayfield at some point. But, you know, Baker Mayfield, guys, he is what he is. I mean, he's, he's <laughs> if you play, if you have a great offensive line, if you're able to run the football like the Cleveland Browns were able to do last year and play really good defense and be sound in the kicking game, he can, get, he, can, he can be the type of quarterback that can get you by. But he's not the type mm-hmm. of quarterback that can put the team on his shoulders. And you can't ask him to throw up 35 times a game. He's not that guy. And so there's mm-hmm. just not a big market for him right now. You know, uh, this a little bit different, but uh, Kirk Cousins has been there for a while now, and and he's uh, uh, he's a leader in his own way. Meaning he's not a rah rah guy. You won't see him. You know, when he throws a touchdown pass. He runs to the sidelines. Uh, he doesn't veer much from the game plan. He believes the coaches put the game plan in. His job is to execute it as opposed to audibling a lot and all those things. And yet he, he's got a strong voice, I'm finding, particularly in the transition. Uh, how do you assess Cousins, and, and what do he and O'Connell have to be together? Mike, it's a great question. You know, Kirk Cousins is a is a really good quarterback. Now, you get a lot of, I, I, you know, obviously I still live in Minnesota. I hear from a lot of fans. Everybody wants Patrick Mahomes. Everybody wants, you know, uh, you know they want uh, Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady. You know, they, 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 yeah, they want, uh, you know, they want Tom Brady. They want Drew Brees. They want Peyton Manning. You know, we'd all love to have them, but, but that you, just not every team has one. And so who is Kirk Cousins? Well, he's not, he's not the premier player at that position. He's not at the top three or four players at that position. However, that being said, look at the guy's body of work. I mean, he puts mm-hmm. up big numbers every year. I mean, you know, look, look at his completion percentage. He's, he's almost at 67% in his career. 
I mean, you look at his touchdown interception ratio, even last year, in a, in a very disappointing year, the guy threw 33 touchdowns and just seven picks. He doesn't, mm-hmm. he doesn't make a lot of big mistakes. Now, what he doesn't do is he doesn't create and manufacture a lot of offense. In other words, he's not going to be able to do it on his own. And I always say there's five or six plays in every game where something bad's going to happen. Left tackle's going to swing and miss. The receiver's going to fall down. Can you create, can you manufacture a play in a critical situation? He doesn't do a lot of that. That doesn't mean he's not a good player. But, you know, he, he, he's got to be able to elevate his game in critical situations. He's got to be able to play better late in games in the fourth quarter, in, inside two minutes. You know, he's got to be able to eliminate some of the inconsistencies. He's got to be better in situational football. But that being said, you look at his body of work, and he's a he's a you know he's a, he's a he's an upper echelon player. I mean, the numbers certainly bear that out. I think the frustrating thing is is he's, he and I'm not comparing him to Baker Mayfield, but he's kind of like Ryan Tannehill and these other guys. He's a he's a very productive guy if you play well around them. In other words, if the if their offensive line is playing well, you get the running game going, and certainly they're they're talented in, in that regard. When you look at you know Dalvin Cook and, and Madison. When they're running it well, and that opens up the play-action game, defensively, it's been a, they've been awful the last two years. But when they're playing well mm. defensively, he can be a playoff-caliber quarterback. Now, the question is, can he put you? Can he put the team on his shoulders and, and carry you through the postseason and get you, you know, win a couple of games where they've got to throw it 35 times or 40 times where they're not they're not playing well on defense or they're not running it well? That's the question with Kirk Cousins. You know, it's so interesting, Rich, because we did not talk about this, but Maxie, I think you've heard me say that about. Say almost that yeah. word for word about Cousins and the fact that yeah. our defense has been bad for three years. Everybody wants to, you know, ignore that side of it. And and quite honestly, even last year, Kirk Cousins actually put us into position to win games at the end of games. It was our defense that gave up the points at the very end of games. And I, you know, I I'll stand by that, and I agree <laughs> agree with everything you were just saying, Rich. Hey, um, I'm just really curious about this one because this is a debate that a lot of people have. So. The quarterbacks of today, people are looking, and you mentioned Pat Mahomes, but Pat Mahomes is, is extremely mobile, but not necessarily a runner. How about the Kyler Murrays, the Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, that type of group of quarterbacks that I think are all these young quarterbacks within the NFL, are they going to be able to hold up? Because we all know that the, the hits that you take as a quarterback, especially now that you're out of the pocket, pocket you're legit. You can go out there, and now you're a running back. Are these guys going to be able to stay healthy, in your opinion, being those running-type quarterbacks that are almost looking to run before they pass? Well, none of them have the physique of a Josh Allen in Buffalo. And you look at Josh and you look at how productive he has been. And he runs for, you know, he runs for 10 touchdowns, you know, every season or more. And, you know, the guy can, you know, run on, you know, make big plays on third down, down in the red zone. And when he looks to run, he's not like most quarterbacks. He's not looking to slide or get out of bounds. He, he's looking to knock you backwards. He, he's a, he's a rare, rare breed. But I would tell you the, the other quarterbacks that you mentioned, Pete, you know, like Kyler Murray's a great example. Look at Kyler Murray's numbers in September and October and compare them to November and December. They're not even mm-hmm. close. There's a major drop-off late in the season. The guy's not very big. He gets he, he gets worn down late in the season. He's dealing with injuries. And he's got to learn to protect himself and, and not take the, the violent hits. The Lamar Jackson, you know, I think last year was a great example. He, he wasn't able to play. Um, he missed six or seven games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we go back to Robert Griffin III, the type of player. He had an amazing year start to his career in Washington. Then he blows out his ACL, and he's not the same guy. Those players have to learn to produce and perform and function as pocket passers at some point. In other words, 
I'm not suggesting that they should stop doing what they do. I mean, their their ability to create and manufacture plays, extend plays, escape pressure, it's all good stuff. But if you rely on it too much, these defenses are too good nowadays. They do a great job setting the edge. They do a great job with a controlled pass rush, and they make you sit in there and throw the ball from the well, from the pocket. Mm -hmm. And some of these guys don't do a very good job of that consistently enough. Baker, uh, 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 some of the quarterbacks that you, you pointed out, like, for example, some of the shorter quarterbacks, like, he, you know, Kyler Murray, for example, he's always going to struggle with his vision when he's forced to throw it from the pocket. You're talking about a guy that's just barely six feet tall. You know, mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson's a different type of player, but he's never been the most accurate guy throwing the ball, you know, uh, from from the pocket. So th- those that's where they have to get better. And, of course, Lamar Jackson has to get back to playing like he did back in 2019 when he was the league MVP. Mm-hmm. Rich, the 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 new regime at uh, the Minnesota Vikings, and and obviously you know there there was some turmoil with Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman, and <clears throat> I like them both. I really like Zimmer and I really like Rick Spielman, and they weren't on the same page at the end, etc. I know the players sense that, and there were a lot of changes made. Some some that people saw high profile, some that were behind the scenes. Uh, can can you come in with the culture of um, you know positivity and and we're gonna uh, we're gonna get to know you better as people etc. I, I mean obviously that's what they're trying to do. Is that is that something that you go that will work or is that something that you go it's all contingent on how many games you win early in your in your tenure? I think this situation is very different. I mean, and they're all different. But I think when you when you're talking about a first year head coach, you talk about coming into a team that is in transition, but we're talking about a Viking team that three years ago won 10 games, even the, you know, the last two two years, I mean, they were about 500. I mean, last year, um, you know, I think seven, nine t- uh, in 20. And, and then last year, of course they struggled, but we're, we're not talking about a team that won one game or two games or three games. We're not talking about a Jacksonville Jaguars type of situation. You know, this is not a complete reboot. I mean, you've got talented players, a pretty deep roster, you know, obviously they did some good things in free agency and in the draft, but you've got a veteran quarterback. You've got, you know, some real playmakers at the skill positions on offense. Uh, I think some leadership and some talent still on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, this is a very unique situation, I think, for Kevin O'Connell. I think Kevin brings, you know, I think a culture and environment and, and, a, and a level of expertise. I mean, having worked with Sean McVay and, and, and Kyle Shanahan and Mike Shanahan, he's been around some good coaches. But, I mean, you look at Thielen and Jefferson and, uh, you know, Dalvin Cook, I mean, defensively, I mean, I'm a huge fan of, of, of Harrison Smith. I think he's one of the premier players at that position in, in the NFL. Still good players on the on the corner. You got Patrick Peterson. The, the linebacking positions a good big group. So, I mean, the, I think this is a team that can 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 go out there and you know not only have a winning season but be a playoff team in, in Kevin's first year. I don't think that's unrealistic. This is a this is a veteran football team that I think can can buy in and, and, and adjust to these new systems of football, offensively, defensively, in the kicking game. You got three new coordinators, but. Uh, I'm I'm excited for the for the 2022 season. I think the Vikings are are going to do some damage. Uh, we we could go all day, guys. I'm sorry I got to let you go, Rich. I hope we can do this again soon. Really fun to have your insights with Pete. You guys are the best. Two of the best in Minnesota. Two of my guys. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me on a Sunday morning. Love you guys. Yeah, you Thanks too. Appreciate Careful it. because we'll be calling you again soon. <laughs> Rich Gannon, <laughs> nice enough to join guys. us and give us some insights. Anytime, and insight. You bet. Love you guys. <laughs> you too. When we come back, uh, we'll talk a little bit about the uh, Timberwolves trade. Well, we'll get to that later, but I've got another special guest coming up this hour that Pete's going to enjoy as well. Stay with us. You're listening to The Huddle.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.